You are now tuned in to Mind Games Uncut Radio with your host, The Maze. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Mind Games Uncut Radio. It's your host, D Maze. We in the building, 5.04 p.m. in the ATL. Hope everybody's doing well on this hot-ass Saturday. Man, God damn it. We are here, man. Look, it ain't going to be too long, y'all. I got to shoot out of my parents' house, and my dad's birthday is, man, what is it? Monday. I, no, it's Monday, I believe, so we're just going to celebrate it, whatever. Getting the kids ready for school and all that other shit. But anyway, y'all. Before we get into it, let's go into a small commercial break and we'll be right back. Doing Good in the Hood Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people help themselves. We seek to restore the dignity and quality of life for people affected by conflict by eliminating barriers to success through innovative education, direct outreach, and community driven aid. Guided by the aspirations of the people we serve, we pursue this mission with compassion, transparency, and generosity. For more information about doing good in the hood, please visit our website at www.dgith.com or you can give us a call at 954 444 4825. We're on all social media platforms using the asterisk DGITHUSA. Clients. A few benefits of Mimi Cares is that we are affordable. We help the client become more comfortable at home with personal one-on-one care. Services that we provide is skilled and non-skilled nursing, companion care, COVID care, assistance with meals and nutrition, and some transportation services. You can reach us at MimiCaresPersonal.org. Um, the office phone is 678-973-9782. Again, MimiCaresPersonal.org. Thank you. First and foremost, I want to thank Mr. D. Mays for allowing me space today on his podcast. I am DeMarla Stanley, CEO of Bowen Anger. We offer custom gift baskets, 360-degree carousels, gift baskets that actually light up, along with cigar box gift sets that are full of love and everything needed for a relaxing evening to enjoy your cigar in class and style. I would love for you to follow me on all levels of social media, starting with Facebook and Instagram at Anchor. that is spelled B-O-W-N-A-N-C-H-O-R. And from there, you can also contact me via phone, or text at 
216-816-8311. There is so much more to come for Bow and Anchor, so I look forward to seeing you and meeting all of you on the internet. Check out the Soul Sisters shoe brand today. We have 17 unique pairs of shoes, including flats and sneakers. Our shoes are handmade in Italy, and their shipping is free worldwide. The link is www.aliveshoes.com slash brand slash soul dash sisters. Check us out today. Hey, if you're looking for batter for fish and chicken and other meats, check out batterup.com. Yes, batterup.com. That's B-A-T-T-E-R-U-P-P. Yes, two P's. Batterup.com. Come. We're back, y'all. What's going on? My Games Uncut Radio. The number one radio show on Spotify, Anchor Radio. It's your host, D-Maze. Man, look. I sound energized, right? But I'm tired as hell. Anyway. Man, listen, y'all. So, we talking about the doers and the talkers. <laughs> man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting, y'all, for a minute to talk about this. You know what I'm saying? And me being on these other spaces, these these uh, clubhouse, fan base, YouTube, Twitter, space, all that shit, right? And I'm going to, this is for my people. And I'm going to get on everybody else later. But I'm trying to say this in a nice way. Black people. Black people. The original people. My intelligent people. My beautiful people. My unique people. I'm saying all that to say before I really go get deep into it. Listen, y'all. I hear a lot of people talking, complaining. We all over the place right now. I'm I'm just keeping it real. Our people are all over their place. We don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody's pointing fingers. Everybody's mad at each other. All these different groups out here going at each other. You got uh, diaspora wars going on. You got the ghetto against the bougies still colorism exists in our community what is the solution shout out to the great conversation everybody from the great conversation i'm giving a shout out i know i don't know how many of them listen to the radio show but my party's group called the great conversation they actually come up with solutions y'all yeah they had their bickering beef they had their little issues and stuff sometimes that's cool that's cool, y'all. I, 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 I'm cool. Listen, a family don't get along. Hell, me and my children don't get along all the time. You're not going to get along with your parents. You don't get along with your boss. You're not going to get... It's, it's just, that's just human nature. But we all going to have to compromise, y'all. At the end of the day, as black people, we're going to have to compromise. We got to stop sitting up here thinking one's more than the other. This group better than the other. And da 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 Because at the end of the day, I'm going to keep on saying this till I turn blue black. We, to the rest of the world, to the, to the, to the, to the, the rest of the world, the, what they call it, civilized world, which we are the most civilized people on the planet. 
they don't think they don't take us serious, y'all. That's a fact. You can take it like you you can hey. It is what it is, man. And a lot of y'all get caught up in your feelings. You up here, up here yelling, we don't fuck with the Africans. The Africans say they don't fuck with the black Americans, FBA, got them Pan-Africanism. You got the his, 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 Hebrew Israelites. You got some people like them fuck with the Nation of Islam. Now y'all talking about Marcus Garvey was a traitor. And some of y'all fools are here talking about them, um, <laughs> what's the sister name? Harriet Tubman didn't exist. Some people to my um net turning in is this. I'm like, boy, y'all are yeah, we doing too much, y'all. Black people. Y'all are doing too much. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to stop it because um this shit it, it ain't getting us nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Nowhere. And it is um I don't know what to say, man. I've been I just been sitting back in the in the in the dark listening to it. Um, you know, and it's like, what in the hell is going on? And I'm like, it's from it got from YouTube to 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 to, to Instagram. I mean it's crazy. It's really crazy. So I'm gonna play this real quick. Uh, uh, beef between African Americans and African, you know, just just a little something. This guy, you know, I'm gonna play this a little bit. Let y'all hear this guy talk <clears> on <throat> TED Talk. Here we go. Huh? Appreciate you for coming to my talk. My name is Victor Muthama. I was born in Aga Khan Hospital in Kenya to a Kamba father and a Lua mother. I moved to America at three years old when my parents came to study at Pitt. I was raised in East Lib, the real East Lib, in the seminary apartments. I lived with my two parents, my two sisters, two cousins, aunt and uncle on my father's side and an uncle on my mother's side. The apartment was jam-packed, but looking back at it, it was a pretty loving time. Though the seminary was a diverse and relatively safe environment, East Lib was not. It wasn't the gentrified, commercial, hipster East End you see now. It was engulfed by poverty, which, as we know, leads to a multitude of other problems. As immigrants, it's important to know how to deal with your new surroundings. And it's especially important if in this situation, to prepare your children to do so in your absence. So I think this was the intent of my elders as they reminded me to stay away from Akatas. Akatas is a derogatory term for African-Americans. I didn't understand why at the time, because I knew nothing about propaganda, media, or anything else we'll discuss today. But as soon as I went to school, I realized it might be because the kids that looked like me, but didn't talk like me, thought I was an African booty scratcher. So you can say I noticed the divide very early. It was very difficult to find identity between two groups that looked at each other some type of way, yet existed so interconnectedly. Now, on a microcosmic level, I consistently had to take up from my slang-speaking friends to my family. I had to defend my unique-looking food and clothing to my friends. On a much larger level, the U.S. government saw my family, especially my sisters and I, as purely Kenyan, even though America was all we knew. 
But though I'm very centered to my culture and speak Swahili fluently, when going back to Kenya, I'm consistently reminded of how American I am. My African side was told, you are acting just like an American, but you are African, you're not black. And my African-American side was told, you're not from Pittsburgh, you're from Africa, but you're from here too, for real, for real. <laughs> Although I didn't know it yet, a lot of other Africans were experiencing the same identity crisis under the same oppressive umbrella that made my parents seek a better life in America. How do you find identity in exists in a community where you are all classified black by the government, but do not view each other in the same way or with the same respect? So to understand this deeper, it's essential we look for context and history a little bit through the eyes of some black thinkers that knew considerably more than I do about the trajectory of indigenous melanated people. For now, let's look at Marcus Garvey for his beliefs in the importance of a mass migration and Dr. Frances Cress Wilson for her work in studying the psychological origins and effects of white supremacy. Garvey, Pan-African godfather, wanted a mass migration to Africa on the Black Star Line in order to help the journey of healing our people from the perils of white supremacy, especially on an economic level. This is relevant because a mass migration to Africa was necessary in Garvey's plan, but the mass migration occurred in the inverse of his plan. The number of African immigrants to America eclipses the number of American immigrants to Africa. Now, on the other hand, Wilson, a clinical psychologist, discussed the psychological origins of racism, white supremacy in her book, The ISIS Papers. Wilson does not separate racism from white supremacy and attributes racism, white supremacy to the reality that whites are the global minority, which results in an insecurity that leads to overexertion of superiority due to fear of genetic survival. In other words, if racism is destroyed, we'll all mate interracially, and it is socially understood that children of mixed parents are black, and they're certainly treated that way. So from a phenotypic perspective, melanin is dominant. According to Kress, to avoid genetic annihilation, which is not actually genetic annihilation, simply a lessened white phenotypic expression which would also be a lessened black phenotypic expression. She argues white supremacists must control every aspect of the societies that people of color live in. So the exercising of this control looked very different from my ancestors as opposed to some of my African-American friends' ancestors. For one, African-Americans were enslaved and Africans were colonized, which is a big distinction. Though they were both immeasurably damaging, slavery was far more brutal and lasted for a considerably longer period of time. But the details reveal some other key things. While the small numbers relative to whites allowed for a more brutal expression from whites during slavery, to conquer the motherland, a more subtle approach was necessary. Because white supremacists could not force Africans to stop speaking their language on their own turf, like in America, a more obvious difference would be that countries that were still colonized kept traditional languages, foods, and a lot of other aspects of life even after adopting the language of their colonizer as the official language of the country. In America, reading was forbidden by law for the obvious emancipative effects. But on the continent, illiteracy was due more to a lack of resources rather than its legality. With education and the monopoly of determining its validity still held and controlled by the colonial powers like the British, whitewashing curriculums, erasing traditions, and creating a system of subconscious self-hate were bound to follow.
And I'll leave it there. And he making good points. I, you know, and I want to kind of hear from our brothers and sisters with our brother from Africa. And let's read the comments. I'm gonna kind of get in dig a little deep into it because we this this right here, y'all, is going. This I don't know. I know where it started from. I know where it came from. And all all both sides are to blame. Hold on, y'all. Let me um, read the comment. Somebody said, I truly thank you for taking the time to express this much needed truth in this brother. Many blessings to you. Okay, a lot of these a lot of these people in here, like I can tell from Africa, no disrespect by the, by the names and stuff. Some of the names I can't pronounce, but it's all good. Candace said the term African booty scratch is not a term from recent African immigrants. It is a term some children use that can be applied to anybody of African descent, particularly those who have dark skin. Yep, they used to say that. They used to call us that here. I ain't gonna lie. I know plenty of jokes to call African booty scratch. scratch. As a matter of fact, they say that shit on goddamn um, the movie Boys in the Hood. When Trey was young, uh, dark skin and broad nose, kinky hair, and, uh, and any other facial features associated with the African ethnic groups we hail from, 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 from. Sorry about that, y'all. I ain't got my glasses on. Let's see how I get through this without my glasses. This term was born out of our internationalized self-hatred. Internalized self-hatred. Self-hate. Someone of the African descent who came from the Caribbean and someone who has been in the U.S. for centuries can all be called that term that's a fact i agree with this sister she right this is a topic i had a little knowledge of and that you brought it to light is very well needed okay but and, and, and you can tell a lot of people had the issues stuff anyway y'all let's get into it i'm gonna get ready to get about here in a minute but bottom line is this was this is how this this is a, this is the solution y'all I'm not gonna be up here on no goddamn Twitter space. I'm not gonna be on. A, I'm not gonna be out here on um, um, Clubhouse and fan base and coming up with rooms. We're up here arguing with each other because that shit don't mean nothing. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell y'all like this: Get mad at me if you want. You can cuss me out, call me a coon. Ain't no man. It's none of y'all negroes out here going and get no respect in the world no black person on this planet get respect nobody respect us cut that shit out nobody show me where people respect black people on the planet well please show me i'm not even talking negative on my people i'm just keeping it fucking real y'all it pisses me off because y'all sit up here like some little kids i'm outside looking into this shit i'm fba adolf the center of the slave whatever you want to call it i'm that i love i love my ancestors, what they did to build this, we built this country. Y'all know how I'm straight up B1. But every African is not a coon or a so-called tether. Some of y'all just, some of y'all just repeating shit y'all hearing somebody else saying, y'all ain't doing a goddamn thing. I always tell a lot of our people, what are you doing as an individual to empower our community? And guess what? I hear fucking crickets. Somebody got to say it. I got a platform. I'm using it. I'm not causing division amongst my people, but we got to call bullshit. Stop this shit. If you don't want to fuck with a certain group, don't fuck with them. Don't make groups about them. Let's focus on what we need to do in this country. We got a lot of work to do here in America, y'all. Tell me, for real. We got to start really building. We got to fix this shit with the black man and the black woman. We got we to gotta fix our, we got to fix this. We in an economic crisis. We need to fix that shit. 
We got to rebuild a black family. We got to build a real community. We need to worry about that. Fuck the one. Any immigrant don't want to fuck with us, fuck them. The ones that want to fuck with us, cool. Same same with the FBA, Adolf. That's the coons. We don't fuck with them. The one that want to fuck with us, we fuck with them. We don't have time for all this going back and forth with each other like we in some kind of goddamn game. That shit sound crazy to me, y'all. But anyway, y'all get me all worked up. But I had to talk about it, man. Anyway, let me get my ass up out of here. But I will be back on... What's the date? Day, Saturday. I'll be back on Monday, y'all. That being said, I'm out of here. Peace.